Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk again about the Kingdom of God. And, of course, we're going to take a look at the kingdoms of the world, which is all the governments of the world. We don't like to call them kingdoms now. They, you know, they're democracies and republics and, and social democracies, and they got all these names. But basically, what a kingdom is, is somebody's ruling over somebody else. Somebody is controlling somebody else's decisions. Somebody else is making decisions for you and deciding often what is good and what is evil. Well, evidently, rioting is now evil uh, for for months and months, rioting was simply in an expression. You know, looting stores, burning businesses, beating up people in the streets, uh, killing cops. That was just frustration and the expression of that frustration because of something that happened somewhere at some time that is supposed to be really bad. Uh, but the reality is, is that there's, you know, we, we've joked about it, uh, you know, if, uh, if the Democrats didn't have double standards, it had no standards at all. Well, the reality is a lot of the, uh, politicians on the, on the right, uh, have a double standard as well. The problems that we're facing now are, are directly connected to both sides of the aisle. Either the, uh, the greed and avarice of one side or the sloth and avarice of the other. Actually, you could even say sloth, avarice, and greed uh, of the other. I have a number of friends who uh, and acquaintances who have been in Washington, D.C. during these riots, and some of them are giving me updates on a pretty regular basis. And... Uh, they were out there at night before the... Uh, the events that everybody's heard about now, the supposedly riots and and uh, getting into the Capitol building and uh, and all these things, which the the left is so outraged about, because like I said, now riots are not an expression of frustration. Riots are, you know, crimes and sedition and insurrection and. And so now those riots are all bad. And anybody associated with those riots in any distant sort of way, you know, people way down at the other end of the uh, of the uh, uh, park where everybody was gathering uh, who had nothing to do with the riots, they're all guilty too. And if you're on Facebook with any of these people uh, at any end of the uh, park, you're you're also guilty as well. There there was a purge of hundreds of thousands, at least from one group. There was over a, uh, half a million people in one group that were purged because it was the walkaway movement. And the walkaway movement, one of the, the spokesmen for the walkaway movement was a lady who actually was originally in a knitting club. And she wrote something, I, I can't remember all of what she wrote, I had read it at one time, but uh, it was impressive, 
And uh, she got her 15 minutes of fame, which went into even more fame. And so she's now a major spokesman for the walkaway movement. And they even deplatformed her knitting group, which was not political at all. But but it was her knitting group, that, you know, a group that she was on that was um, kind of a Facebook, you know, shared knitting patterns and things like that. You know, it was all just knitters. And uh, they were deplatformed as well and shut down because they were connected to her. And that's what they're doing. They were just rushing to close down. Of course, many of you watch the news. They closed down the President Trump and and Twitter and all the social media. And uh, they're actually, you know, like a lot of people that were going to Parler and uh, some of these other alternative social media uh, sites on the internet. Well, evidently, uh, Google and Apple have uh, created so that the the Parler software doesn't work. The Parler app doesn't work on your your Apple device, and and uh, I I don't know if it's uh, all of them, but you know, these are the reports I'm coming in uh, getting from people. They were saying suddenly their app wasn't working anymore, and you know you ask them, do you have a uh, do you have an iPhone or Apple phone? And, uh, yeah. And so it appears that that's the case. So that's kind of important to know that high tech media who controls a great deal of the communication is out there censoring everybody from the president to knitting clubs so that nobody talks about the riots. So, of course, we're going to talk about the riots a little bit. And it is obvious, I mean, to anybody with uh, just a little common sense that there's a double standard here because we all saw buildings burning and and people going in by the hundreds and hundreds to loot stores and steal sporting goods and TV sets and AOC just making excuses, well, they're just trying to feed their families. Uh Nobody's starving in America unless they've got some really serious problems because there is so much giveaway food. And actually, the only people that I see that are actually, you know, suffering from malnutrition are people who have absolutely poor eating habits and they're eating terrible junk food. And of course, that, that ends up that they're suffering from malnutrition. That's not always going to be the case. People are going to be hungry in America. I mean, severely hungry in America someday because the system is breaking down. And that is the ultimate design of a lot of people is to break down the system so that they can build back better. And we did a couple shows last week on this build back better philosophy coming out of the World Economic Forum and then was repeated by... Um, Mr. Biden, when he was running for president. And it's it's definitely a theme because you can see that the, the riots that they were having that started with George Floyd, who killed himself. Now, see right there, that would get me censored right off of Facebook. George Floyd killed himself by years and years of bad habits and involvement in drugs. And, I mean, he was sitting there with fentanyl in his mouth and had several other... Uh, drugs already in him and uh, he uh, swallowed the fentanyl pill when they began to arrest him something he's done before when he was arrested but this time 
this was causing a shortness of breath. It was already causing a shortness of breath before he even got out of the car, and he was complaining about that. And uh, this was a bad choice. And that fentanyl, there was enough fentanyl in him to kill three of me. And it was amazing that he had survived as long as he did. He did not die from anybody bruising his neck or strangling him. He died because he swallowed that fentanyl. And he was arrested because he committed crimes. And he was put down on the sidewalk because he said he wanted to go down on the sidewalk. He wanted to lay down on the sidewalk. They had already called an ambulance. And they called it again to tell it to hurry up because they they really needed to get an ambulance to him. But he wanted to lay down on the sidewalk. He did not want to get into the car. And he says this. And they had the video from that from the beginning. But they suppressed it because there was an agenda to make an excuse so that people could riot. Because there is a element of society that wants to bring society to chaos and destruction. Now that's not really the ultimate goal by itself that's in the background, that's behind this. The evil in high places that's behind this wants you to be afraid, wants you to be angry, because anger and fear are the same thing. And they feed off of that emotion. They also have the idea to create more and more chaos, more and more fear, more and more hate, more and more anger, more and more division, because that helps them get that end goal of everybody being angry and afraid, because they feed on that. Now, they, so they want to bring chaos and destruction. That is the nature of evil. And what happened the other day, that many of the people on the right, who are generally, the, the police officers were were offered a great deal more help for that day, and they turned it down. They did not want it because they believed that it would be all peaceful, because that is generally what happens, complete peace, when you have these right rallies. They're not violent. They leave less trash than was in the park before they got there. Those stories are rampant in the demonstrations that have come out of the right. You may not have heard that if you're on the left and you may, oh, that's ridiculous. But that is the case. There's a lot of things you don't hear because censoring did not start with Facebook. Censoring was clearly in the media. They censored anything that was, that would bring Biden into question. I mean, you would, under the, the present present regime of the media, because it is a regime, they're all marching. They want, they actually are now talking about having uh, Fox News removed from the media. And they may eventually get that. Tucker Carlson was being very sarcastic about it. I think that sarcasm is not a value. It's fine for guys sitting around to be a little sarcastic to try to be funny. But uh, if you want to have a professional news media, uh, sarcasm really doesn't have any place. You need more of the Roger Mudd approach, if anybody's old enough to remember Roger Mudd, who was just the facts and giving you the information. And uh, he could have commentary, but 
He was never flippantly sarcastic. He was actually uh, trying to inform people. But people don't really want to be informed. So it's not just the media that's at fault here. People want to be angry. And this is what we've seen for years now with Trump being elected. And I'm not defending Trump. I'm telling you, you're playing into the hands of evil that wants to bring chaos and destruction to the world if you're feeding your hate of Trump or you're feeding your hate of Biden. Uh, I I saw a guy walking in Washington, a friend of mine who was sending out videos. And he sent out quite a few. And I, I made a comment on one of them to begin with. Um, I really don't think he's solving anything, but this is what he wants to do is go down there, and that's fine. We believe in the freedom of choice. But he was saying there's no Antifa out. It was in the middle of the night, and he's walking the streets, and he can't find any Antifa, and he did find some other people that were had had a pizza party or something out in front of some hotel, but he couldn't find any Antifa. Well, evidently, Antifa all went to bed early because they had to be up early to catch buses, to go down and storm the Capitol. And they did do that. They came in buses. They had escorts for the buses. They got off the buses. They're wearing Trump paraphernalia. And they stormed. And they're clearly Antifa. Mr. Buffalo guy, he's a professional agitator. He's demonstrated for Antifa and for Black Lives Matter. And other guys that were seen standing there in the middle of the White House with him are also Antifa and overthrow the government people. They are not Trump supporters in any way. There's actually a picture of the one Buffalo guy with uh, Nancy Pelosi's, uh, was it his nephew? So this was an element that was put there to cause defamation of character of the people on the right. But the reality is, is that people on the right also stormed in. And this is what I was trying to tell my friend, is that the left is wiser than the right. They're smarter, they're clever. That's how they were able to steal the election. And I do believe they stole the election. It's not been proven in a court of law, but there's enough evidence out there to show that, you know, dead people were voting uh, votes. You know, you see votes going along and suddenly there's a spike of thousands of votes for Biden. Where did the thousands? That just is impossible. Statistically impossible. Just in the last few days, uh, there's been testimony in Italy of somebody who says they were hired to break into the voting computers and change the vote. And this is an expert. And he's sworn testimony in a court of law in Italy that he was hired to do this and he did it. Now, is that true? I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that the left, the Democrats, and even many of the Republicans have thwarted proper investigations. They have thwarted the idea of a good election. And there's a reason for that. They want power and they're fighting for power. This is not new. We're going to take you back to the 1700s. We're going to take you back in history. We'll take you all the way back to the time of Christ and show you that this vying for power is an element in the world all the time. And it brings about chaos and destruction. And it also uh, brings about false flags 
in order to blame all the problems created by those people who want power. And, and so they need scapegoats to put their hands on and blame for everything that's going to go wrong. And you're going to see that in the future. We also want to get to what the real solution is because Christ gave us the real solution. My friend uh, used to be a part of our network and then he straight off and started running for political office. Uh, you know, now I have a son who ran for a political office, not an executive office, an administrative office, and he's done a lot of good. He's twice he's reversed the uh, tendency of people voting for forced vaccinations simply by speaking up during a vote. Now, his vote doesn't make it law because he's not in, a, in an executive position. But he speaks up and says things, and he's constantly being told this, that uh, the people that are voting, which are actually county commissioners throughout the uh, county of Oregon, uh, they say, we never thought of that. They were all going to vote for forced vaccination. Yeah, we should have forced vaccinations. They thought that was absolutely good. It was just going to be a verbal vote. They didn't even think we needed to count the votes because everybody's in favor of forced vaccinations, right? This is the way they were thinking several years ago. This is one of the first times he came up in a conversation and he uh, with them because he had just been elected. And he spoke up and he, he just said a few things. I don't remember what he said. He's been on a show before. Maybe he said it then. You can go back in, in our archives and see the shows where he has been on. But it reversed the vote. They did not pass. Now what they're doing is they're voting on legislation that is going to appear in front of the legislatures who are going to make it law. Supposedly, you know, on the books, it's going to be law. I don't know if it's lawful what they're doing, but that's what they want to do is force vaccinations. We talked a couple of weeks ago about a 1701, and you'll find uh, similar bills all over the United States, especially in democratically held, uh, you know, uh, states, and uh, that they want to do away with parental rights that uh, can refuse medical treatment for your children. They want forced vaccinations. They want it for everybody in the United States. They want it for everybody in the world. And that's their goal. For some people, some people, that's their goal. But they're using the people that they're putting in power because they're funding these people that they're putting into power. And uh, so they vote a certain way. And the reason they're getting more and more power is because you have become slothful in the ways of Christ. If my friend who was in Washington, D.C. had sat down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and helped us build what Christ commanded Christians to do, which is organized in this tens, hundreds, and thousands, and he had transferred that knowledge of the value of that network to the people that he has that wanted to go down to Washington, D.C. Probably much of what happened during the writing situations would not have happened. This is one of the things I I joined a group. I'm probably going to be completely censored eventually because I joined a group to find out what they're all about. Because that's how you do it. You join the group and you supposedly get information and see how they operate. And it's a people's rights group. That's out here, at least on the West Coast. It may be all the way back on the East Coast. I know it's out here in numerous states. 
But I was impressed immediately with the People's Rights Group as they are a scattered flock. Now, I know a flock that's not a scattered flock. I know a range sheep that are used to not dealing with fences and going out on the desert and facing coyotes and mountain lions and wolves and bobcats. They stick together. They they are that is one of the most important things to those sheep is they stick together. And these are the kinds of sheep that David herded. These range sheep. About half the sheep in the United States are farm flock sheep. They wouldn't survive out on the range because they don't stick together. All they're interested in is to fill their bellies. And I've told lots of stories. They're all back in our archives. Of that, I actually have another story because yesterday the sheep left the field. They went up. They can get through the fences. There's just barbed wire fences in some place. And often the gate is open. The gate was shut this time. But the, I took my eyes off them for about 20 minutes. And they went up and they went out through the barbed wire fence. Most of them went out. Two of them got hung up in the fence. And they headed back. Well, I realized they were gone and I went up and cut them off. And of course now I'm on foot cutting them off and running them back and they, they did, somebody led them down the wrong path. And they went down the wrong path and I had to circle around and I went and got the dog is what I did. Cause I didn't have a dog with me cause, uh, about a week ago I pulled a meniscus in my knee jumping off of a, a crawler, John Deere crawler. And, uh, so I wasn't moving as fast as I normally do. Uh, and so I was trying to get them back and eventually I got them back and I got the two sheep. They were hung up in the fence back. You know, you got to go get that 99th sheep that got lost up there in the rocks and was stuck in this fence. And they, they all ran back together and I got them back in. And they crossed a miles of desert and went right back all the way to the pen they were supposed to be in. They just got filled up and decided they were going to get into mischief. But they were all sticking together. I used to herd farm flock sheep out on the desert. But I was a lot better runner in those days. <laughs> and I had some really good dogs that were with me all the time uh, over the years. One dog usually at a time. But... The reality is they knew how to stick together. They knew how to move together. And when one of them got separate, the the only thing they were thinking about, not filling their bellies, but getting back with the other sheep and sticking together. You guys don't know how to do that. You don't. See, one of the things that happened is all the cell phones stopped working during this. This, this was a, there was a coordinated effort to use these demonstrators to create an incident so that they could defame them and shut down the media, shut down their their networks, so the little bit of contact they had wasn't going to exist anymore. And it matters that they're calling the people on the right seditious and insurrectionists and terrorists, because they're going to lump all of you together. And this is a part of a plan. And we're going to talk more and more about what they're, everybody wants to know what's happening. Well, we're going to tell you what's go, happening now and what's going to happen when we come back. So, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. So, there was all this chaos in Washington, D.C., but the reality is what you really were seeing is the evidence of the chaos. 
the evidence of the lack of order, the evidence of the fact that we are lost sheep, we are a scattered flock. That's what you're seeing. That you have, you know, the estimates, some people thought there were a million people there at the demonstration. Others even gave higher numbers. Some, of course, on the left were saying, oh, probably not even 100,000 people. Well, it was a lot of people. There's no two ways about that. But the reality is, they there were other people there that decided to do things that were bad. Now there was clearly there were clearly plants who were brought there, instigators that that were going to charge in and claim to be you know taking over and look crazy like the, the buffalo guy, and uh, that was going to get you your you know your your. Six o'clock news, <laughs> you know, poster boy to make everybody on the right seem like crazy Buffalo guy. And he's not even on the right. He's on the left. Clearly he's, but he is a professional agitator. He goes all the time. And, uh, he certainly doesn't represent most of the people who voted for Trump. The problem is though, I did not vote for Trump. I, I pray for Trump, I pray for Biden, I pray for you. But the reality is, is that he is not your salvation. And even Christ is probably not your salvation because you're not doing what Christ said. If you want Christ to be your salvation, you got to do what Christ said. Or at least try. I mean, Christ used words like strive, seek, persevere. He didn't just say, think something and then you're automatically saved. Because that, that is nonsense. He's, matter of fact, he said, those who say, Lord, Lord, but don't do the will, they are not my brothers and my sisters. Uh, and he warned about the many who would say they believe, but he actually calls them workers of iniquity. Christ's plan was simple. He only, only a few things did he command us to do. And one of them was to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. And if you look at the history of the early church, not the Constantinian church, but the early church, that's what they were doing. They were organizing in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. And that's, that's just a matter of historical record. You can find the remnant of that was still in existence during the American Revolution. We had tithings. Tens, hundreds, and thousands. Now, that's just been expunged from the average guy's history. But, you know, we quote lots of historians uh, at the website and in some of the books that have been discovering that that is the most common form of self-government throughout the history of mankind is that people organize themselves in ranks of tens, hundreds, and thousands. Ten, ten men, ten families get together. They pick a... A connecting point, a minister to connect them with everybody else, a national connection point. And then he gathers with nine other guys like himself, and they pick a connection point, a minister to minister that connection point, because this is how you create a national and international network. And then you add the teachings of Christ, which is not covet your neighbor's goods, judge not lest you be judged, don't take a bite out of your neighbor, all these, you know, forgive, all these basic principles of Christ in that network, 
And now you will have a viable republic in the heart of the Roman Empire, in the heart of the Nazi Empire, the Third Reich, uh, in the heart of uh, the oppression of Rome. You would have this viable republic. That's what it was called. And Lou Gibbons, he referred to the Christians as a viable republic in the heart of the Roman Empire. An ever-increasing state. But it was a state where the individual had the right to choose how much you were going to give to a particular cause. Now you just, we did a show on the stimulus and we just, uh, I'll probably post on the network the article. I've already posted the audios, but the audios are at the article. If you want to get access to this, access to this, join our network. And what I'm going to send out, I tried to send it out last night, it didn't seem to go out. But um, it may have gone out this morning. Something was wrong with my phone. I have to do a lot of this on my phone. But I want to get all the ministers of the network to make sure they've downloaded the data of all the uh, emails. This is individually held. I don't do it. I, I want them to do it so that we have copies all over the country and in other countries wherever the network is extended. Uh, so they have other ways of co- connecting. Now, in the living network where you're actually sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, you're not just connected by email. Your ministers should have your phone number, the phone number of your nearest relative, maybe the phone number of somebody who lives near next door. So we can't get a hold of you. We can call up the guy who lives next door and say, hey, let's check on him. I haven't heard from him, and I can't seem to get a hold of him. This is the way you create connections in the network. And then we we have uh, a group, not extremely active, but we, the more people we get, the more active it will get. And, you know, it has to do with uh, shortwave radio so that you can connect that way. And uh, the idea, the more and more people that you get into this network of tens, hundreds, and thousands who are actually following the principles of Christ, They're not trying to rule over the guy next door. They want to give you the right to choose. This is one of the divisions that you can see in the spirit. Facebook doesn't want you the right to choose even what you say and talk about. Twitter does not want to give you the right to choose what you want to talk about or what you want to hear. That when they ban the president... They banned you from hearing the president and whatever he has to say. I might not agree with what he has to say, but I'd like to hear what he has to say. He's, you know, commander in chief of the army, you know, (laughs) he's in this big powerful position. We should have a right to hear what he has to say. Twitter doesn't think so. Facebook doesn't think so. Apple doesn't think so. They don't only think you don't have the right to speak. You don't have the right to hear. This is demonic. This is evil itself. Now, they don't think of themselves that. They think they're saving you. They would call evil good. And they would call good evil. And, of course, that's what you're seeing. Now, if we went over there on the right, I could find you guys that would do the same thing. You know, what... What is one of the big characteristics you find over there on the left? 
They're very emotionalized, not very rational, very emotional. And, and you know, they, we have a local group here in Summer Lake, and we we jokingly, affectionately refer to them as the I Hate Trump Club. And they would meet like every Tuesday in one of the local bars until everybody had to wear a mask. I don't think they're meeting anymore. But uh, that they would get together to say all kinds of bad things about Trump and all this stuff because they love to hate. Now, they don't. They're nice people. I like some of them. Have a great deal of respect for some of them. But they were falling in love with hating Trump. And it wasn't anything about Trump that made this a bad thing. What made it a bad thing is the hate. The judgment. They love to judge. They love to look down on other people. They were taking a turn down a road from which there may be no return. There certainly is no return without repentance, which is thinking a different way. Judging others, hating others, despising others, shutting other people up, coveting their goods, taking a bite out of one another, is bringing you down into a realm where you will become subject to the principalities of the air. The prince, uh, you know, the, the principalities in high places. You will not be able to fight. I was talking to somebody, big strong guy. Uh, he's getting old now and having a little trouble getting around, but we were talking at a Bible study the other night and, uh, and, uh, we were talking about things to do to protect yourself from serious cases of COVID. He's an older guy. I'm an older guy. There was a lot of young people there. But uh, COVID is really not dangerous at all. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. I, I listened to uh, Simone Gold. If anything that comes out of Dr. Simone Gold's mouth is probably worth listening to. But she's probably going to be censored as well. Well, she already has been censored. But she's a brilliant uh, lady, very compassionate lady, very outspoken, very courageous lady. But uh, she was talking about the coronavirus and, and the things that you can do to prevent it from getting bad because there's all kinds of therapeutics available. And they don't even want you to know about them. Safe things that will protect you. And because Trump mentioned one of them, they've been blackballed, even outlawed. She's been fired from her job. She is a brilliant woman. She's not only a doctor of a great deal of renowned experience. She's also an attorney. So she was not the one you should have fired. <laughs> because she she can now take you to court. But there's a war going on right now. It's not really a shooting war yet. But there's a war going on and evil is winning. And one of the reasons it's winning is because it's making you angry. They they don't care whether you hate them or conform to them. That's the thing. Evil just wants you to react to them. Because if you're reacting to what they're doing, you're not following the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is something else altogether. Now that that sounds kind of metaphysical, but uh and it is. And we may get into that eventually, maybe more in the second show this afternoon. But uh, that is the key to freedom. 
the Christians realized. This is why there was all this forgiving going on. You know, and uh, blessing your enemy. That that didn't start with the Christians. The Essenes were doing that. You can actually go back in ancient history. They left judgment to God. And you're actually in a spiritual war that's beginning to heat up and manifest itself, obviously, with emotions, where there's hate and people are making bad choices. About, you know, half a dozen times in the last week before we got to this point, when I saw people going to Washington uh, already by then, before anything even happened, I kept thinking of the Jacobites. And the Jacobites, Jacobites were literally wiped out. We may talk a little bit more about them. In a particular battle, they were all lined up and they were ready with their, their militia type soldiers and everything and they were well trained and very powerful people. But they didn't have any artillery. And the British had artillery and had it up on a hill. It was sitting there. They knew it was there. And uh, they were trying to taunt the English soldiers to come down and fight them down where they were, which is on the edge of this woods. And they wouldn't come. Of course, they're disciplined soldiers and they're they're given orders by, you know, top-down authority and they stayed their ground. And the Jacobites thought, you know, they kept trying to taunt them. And eventually the Jacobites took off running towards them. Most of them weren't leaving and running towards them. They were firing shots over at them, but they were pretty much out of range. Occasionally somebody might get hit, but they were pretty safe where they were. They could actually move back into the woods and they would just be invisible and invulnerable. But they were trying to provoke the fight to get the battle over. And they could have defeated the army, except for that artillery up on the hill. And eventually, some of them took off running towards the English. And the others did not want them to run out there alone. And so they began to follow. And then so many people, they were told to hold lines, but somebody decided not to, and they ran forward and put themselves in danger. This is how sheep go over a cliff is that they're following the wrong guys. And they ran right underneath those guns and they were mowed down and and just literally wiped out. And the wounded were left on the field because they, they didn't even make it to the other troops. By the time they got to the other troops, they were so decimated by that artillery that they they weren't going any farther. And then those troops could go out and just bayonet the wounded and just kill them one by one. And that was the end of the Jacobites. This is where you're at because you're not listening to Christ. You're all about emotion. Both sides. More so on the left, but it doesn't matter. It's on the right as well. They like to get into the big groups. They go to the demonstrations and everybody's happy. I mean, they're peaceful rallies, almost always, on the Republican side. Uh, There are some people, I should say conservative side, there's some people that want to go out there. And and these are the ones who got the Jacobites killed. And I'm not going to pick on whole groups like the Proud Boys or anything. 
But the guys who go out there and just waiting for Antifa to try something, and then they're going to fight that those guys in the streets. They're not going to let them get away with it. They may not instigate it, but they're ready for that. And to prove that they're strong and not afraid. But what they're also proving is they're not wise. And you have to be as wise as the serpent. You cannot be moving from emotion. The Holy Spirit is not emotion. It is the antithesis of emotion. And like I said, evil wants you to respond to it. It doesn't care whether you're angry at it or afraid of it. It just wants you to move and act because of its presence. If you come in and face evil and remain in that still, calm place, listening to the still, small voice, which is not emotional, it's just like a light, not flickering. You will have more power over the evil than you can imagine. Some of you might be killed, but I can tell you this, some of you will be killed anyway. If you, if the Jacobites chose to charge when it was a dumb idea, and I can show you uh, stories in history, the Gauls did the same thing with Caesar. They, they did not use good sense, they used emotion and they charged in where they should not have charged and had the counter effect and actually thousands died and millions were enslaved. So the Gauls did this, the Brits did this. Uh, when they were, uh, uh, fighting, uh, against the Romans. The Romans were shocked when they charged across this field into the Roman, uh, centurions and, and, and their fortified spots. They knew, like, they're gonna die. And they knew it too, but their emotions took possession and their common sense went out the window and they moved forward with that emotion of anger and resentment. The, the Romans had, some Romans had raped their, the, literally their queen after the king had died and uh, raped uh, her daughters. And so they, and so she was, mounted this attack against the Romans. And instead of using wise tactics, they followed emotions. And this is what happened. And one of the reasons why is they wouldn't stay together. You know, like I said, only one of those sheep was actually stuck in the wire up in the rocks. The other one was just staying with that sheep. That sheep wanted to get to the other sheep, but he couldn't. And the other one stayed with him because he would not leave his side until I got him out of the wire and then they both went down and joined the other sheep. But I didn't go and get him out of the wire until I got the other sheep back near him so that they would come together. And boy, they stuck together going back home um, because, you know, that that is in their nature. That's not in your nature yet. It's not, you do not have the bonds of righteousness that connect you with another. This is one of the things people uh, like to talk about, that to break the bonds which have connected them with another. Well, you want other bonds. You want righteous bonds. And this is what Christ was teaching you, how to form those righteous bonds. This is why one of the first things he commanded, only thing he commanded, was that you sit down in these tens, hundreds, and thousands 
and provide, make sure that everybody had enough to eat, the loaves and fishes. And, you know, I, I know it's a real controversial point when I explain what actually happens, and it came up in a recent Bible study. And I had told this individual years ago what was really going on at the loaves and fishes. It was different than what you're told in most churches. But he said just the day before he had been reading the same thing. Or I don't know if it was the day before, just recently he had been reading this the, that section in Mark and he realized that yeah, it actually tells you right there. They weren't the people weren't short of food. The apostles were short of food. The the apostles weren't going to go to town and get food for 30,000 people. That, how are they going to do that? They're going to carry 30,000 loaves of bread back because these people are short of food? No, it was the apostles who were short of food. And I won't go into the whole thing, but once you understand what they were doing out there, what was going on, why Christ commanded that his disciples make the people sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, you will understand the gospel even better. Now, why he was saying that was because that's how you create the bonds which connect you in the kingdom of God. It's not great signs and wonders. The way that you're creating the bonds in the kingdom of God is loving one another, being there for one another, sharing with one another, forgiving one another. Blessing one another. It's not contracts, covenants, and constitutions. That's that's what Cain uses. That's what Pharaoh uses. That's what Caesar uses. That's what Lamech uses. But we're not supposed to make covenants with them. And we're not supposed to covet our neighbor's goods. They have you all making covenants with them that are based on covetous practices. They're worried about the left ushering in socialism when Social Security is socialism. Public school is socialism. Federal Reserve Bank of Bankers is socialism. You've already got all ten planks of the Communist Manifesto law in the United States. And that happened when Republicans and Democrats were in power. And nobody's moving back. We've known there's been a problem with Dominion machines for over a decade. For almost a decade, anyway. I remember back years and years ago, there was testimony of programmers saying that these machines are vulnerable. Now, of course, the president of the company says, no, they're not. But, I mean, his whole livelihood is dependent upon him saying they're not. But you got sworn testimony that they are. They are vulnerable. And mail-in voting is vulnerable. Already, the Democrats aren't really fully in power yet. And they are, they are going out there and they want it so that you can mail, uh, not even mail in your ballot. You can actually vote online. You know, ever since they allowed mail-in votes, just generally mail-in votes, not what mail-in votes used to require that you re- filled out a form to request a mail-in ballot. You had to sign that form. Then you get that ballot. 
equivalent to the, what you applied for, and then that would have to come in as well, signed, and then they could compare the signatures. So there was some safeguards in that. It was only for absentee voters, people who couldn't get down there. As soon as they went to, everybody could mail in their ballots, there's never been a Republican elected Congress and governor uh, in the state of Oregon. Because they've been cheating all along. And we've known they've been cheating all along. How much? I don't know. Have they swayed every election? No. But they're definitely influencing it. It's ripe for corruption. We know that. The Republicans knew that. They did nothing about it. They they just let it go. There's all kinds of people gathering evidence all the time. Dead people have been voting every year for election after election. It just was so extreme that it was more obvious. But we've known about it. But they've been slothful in doing anything about it. But of course, I know that your salvation is not in those governments. I would like to see them honestly vote, if that's what they want to do. Because honesty is a policy of the kingdom. Truth is a, a policy of the kingdom. And I know that if you lie and if you cheat, you're bringing yourself down more and more subject to the evil that wants chaos and destruction. It doesn't matter whether it was the Republicans who did it or the Democrats. I'm sure Republicans have cheated in voting as well. I just think the Democrats have been more enthusiastic about it. But you've lost your country now. You're losing your right to free speech. They're going to be arresting you. There are there are bills up. There are laws up. There are plans up uh, to have places to put people and their children, separate their children, rip their children from their arms if they don't get vaccinations. That This is in writing. I've seen it printed out in full color. They want to do that. And you have no defense against it because you haven't done what Christ said, which is to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and create those bonds that connect the righteous with the righteous. To care for one another through faith, hope, and charity. But you haven't done that. Your preachers aren't teaching you that. And you need to repent and learn it yourself. We'll be right back. So welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. So things are going to get worse. I'm predicting that. But I also remember Nineveh. I understand that the reason the world events are unfolding towards this disaster and chaos and the reason men are seizing power and control and and also trying to stifle free speech and they're going to want to take guns away and, you know, it really doesn't matter. They're, they're, they don't really want to stop you from true violent insurrection. They want you to do that so they can call in foreign troops to bring peace and order. They're con- they have lots of contingency plans. And they are going to get away with it because you're a scattered flock. And they're just going to pick you off one at a time and they're going to get some groups to run out ahead and uh, create chaos more and more, and then they will use that. Those guys who stormed into the capital, were, whether they were Antifa or whether they were right 
right-wing extremist or emotionalized guys protesting the election, which is reasonable to protest because I think there was a lot of stuff going on. And if the left was really interested in the truth, they wouldn't have been stifling people. They wouldn't have been chasing out boat watchers and uh, they would... They would be open and transparent, and they're not. They're not letting people even look at the internal workings of the machines and and uh, to check the software, to look for footprints, to to have proper recounts. If they if the left was interested in honest elections, they would have had paper ballot elections and only mail in by request and and match up signatures they would have done everything that the right wanted to have done to guarantee to the right that it was an honest election instead they did the reverse so it's very clear they did not want to and the only reason they would not want it to be obvious that it wasn't an honest election other than just saying it is because they know it wasn't honest too and there's just there's just so much lying going on and deception. But that's their government. That's the kingdoms of the world. We're supposed to be saying there is another king, one Jesus. Jesus did not centralize the authority in the kingdom. He did he has a policy of separation of powers, not three branches of government. But in America it would be three hundred branches of government. Excuse me, 300 million branches of government. Because he would have given the power of choice to each individual for most things in the world today. And that's why they, Paul talks about and James talks about this perfect law of liberty. Where we don't take a bite out of one another. Where we don't covet our neighbor's goods. Where we do not force the contributions of the people. Like the Corbin of the Pharisees. That's what Corbin means sacrifice. The sacrifice of the Pharisee was now forced. John the Baptist said you don't do it by force. You do it by charity. Jesus said you do it by charity. If you're And what they're doing is giving you the right to choose. They're conceding that you have a fundamental right to choose. The Republican Party has not done that for years and years and years. I heard Crenshaw talking about the stimulus bill and he was against some of the things that were in the stimulus bill. You should be against all of the things in the stimulus bill because all of them are the result of taking away the right of choice to the people. If you want to you know, support gender studies in Pakistan, take up a collection and everybody who wants to send money to Pakistan for gender studies can do it. The choice is in the hands of the individual. There is redistribution of wealth in the kingdom of God. And that is decided by the individual. The Republicans aren't giving you that choice. They're making that choice for you. And you're okay with it because you're busy watching Friends or or some other show today. I don't know what's uh, Big Bang Theory. I guess that's off too. I don't know what's on. <laughs> Whatever it is. You're watching that instead of making these choices uh, to take care of the needy of your society. You have neglected that. 
you have entered into the covetous practices of the social welfare state. And you have already lost the battle of righteousness. If you want to win it again, you're not going to win it with emotionalized demonstrations where you all go and shake hands. Now, we have that in the kingdom too. We have that at like Feast of Tabernacles. That's one of those big convocations where everybody gets together. Pentecost. Another one of those big convocations where everybody gets together and we all can go around and hug one another. And almost nobody would be wearing a mask. So what's going to happen? It's going to get worse because you're not repenting. You're not thinking like Christ. Christ and Moses were in agreement. Some people says, oh, so you think we have to go back and abide by the laws of Moses. No, we have to abide by the laws of God. Not the statutes of Moses. Statutes of Moses are just trying to explain to you how the law of God works. We don't have to uh, follow that as if it's some sort of checklist of do this and do that. But the principle is the same. How in the world is it loving your neighbor to create a Federal Reserve? How in the world is it loving your neighbor uh, to covet his goods, to get him to sign up for a system where we can force your contribution so that I can go to free, get free uh, college, or well, grade school and high school education, and now they want to extend it on to college. That that should never have come about in America. Those were wrong turns, and it's going to take humility to see that. This is what he's talking about. We have to humble ourselves and get right knowledge. We're not humbling ourselves with that right knowledge. What What's the deal? Why aren't we humbling ourselves with this right knowledge? But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. Well, the guys who stormed into the Capitol, they don't understand that principle. It doesn't mean that you can't duck the next time that he tries to strike. (laughs) It doesn't mean you can't block. It just means that you forgive him. I'm all for you going and fixing your elections, but I also know that once you got your elections fixed so you actually have the a proper vote, you still won't be saved. You'll still have, you know, a large portion of a large number of cities will still be democratic. And they will still be forcing your neighbors to contribute to your welfare through these covetous practices. You know, like I said, I'm fine if you elect Trump. Actually, I said there were two things I was worried about in the last election. One is that Biden might be elected. And the other thing I was worried about is that Trump might be elected. (laughs) If Biden was elected, he'd do all the crazy things you see them doing now that is going to usher in destruction and chaos and anger and resentment. But if Trump was elected, you'd all go back thinking you'd won. And that Trump was your salvation. Neither one of them are your salvation. 
Proverbs 2, 6, For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh the knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk upright. He keepeth the path of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shall thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity and every good path. You don't understand that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, they tried to close roads here uh, and uh, keep people out of certain properties that they owned and stuff like that. And uh, somebody usurped the the permission they gave. They actually started putting the road in the wrong place and then they're surprised that they got barred from going in there at all. Well, fortunately, my son is a man of reason. He went and he talked to them. He wasn't told the truth at the beginning, but he, by, uh, by the, uh, local citizen. But, uh, he, he ended up making peace and the guy's gonna be able to get his road in and they're gonna let him get access to his property. But he has to do it in certain, you know, compromise and work with them. And it, that takes humility sometimes. But I tell you what it takes more than anything, and this is, I can't impress this upon people enough. I know most people aren't going to believe it. That if you're rooted in righteousness and forgiveness and love for your neighbor, there will be a place in your heart for the Holy Spirit, not the emotional spirit. And you will go in and they will listen to your reason. They will abide by your thoughts. And you will have a power there that isn't on paper, but it's in truth. But if you don't, well then you're, they're gonna just run over you and run you ragged. Uh, people are very concerned about the fact that these forced vaccinations are coming. Now, at first they're not gonna force vaccinations. Uh, in most places. I mean, they are already in some places. They're coercing people into getting the vaccination. You can't go, remember, you can't go into a convalescent home now. Hardly. You gotta, you know, sometimes make an appointment. You can only go in one at a time, etc. Meanwhile, they're going around giving vaccinations to your parents that are in there. Your relatives that are in there. And coercing them into getting this vaccine, this I, we call it a vaccination, but it's actually a biological agent. Experimental biological agent. That's what they're injecting into the muscle of people. And, of course, there's an awful lot of mindless people who have no idea what's going on, and they just do it. But you can't even be in the, the convalescent home or in the hospital to advocate for your elderly relative. Because they've already got you beat. They got you wearing masks. So you can be the rebel and say, I'm not going to wear the mask. And generally speaking, I never wear a mask. But occasionally I do it. But I tell you that if you put the Holy Spirit in the works, you'd be amazed at what you can get away with. But I'm not trying to get away with something because I can see what's coming. I'm interested in the children. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then suddenly destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, 
and they shall not escape. They think there's peace and safety in this biological agent they want to inject into your arm and the arms of your children. There is a real danger of sterilization with this. There were no animal trials and normally mRNA vaccines fail the tests because the animals become sicker or they die or they become sterile. But they skipped animal tests for most of these. And so we don't know. And they say we don't know if it's going to cause sterility. But I'll tell you that there's a good possibility that it might. If not this shot, the next one. Because, you know, you have to take two with this. And they are already saying. See, they tell you what they're going to do. But you're not listening. They're already saying the virus is mutating. So, you know what? They're going to have to make a new vaccine. You get this. You can't take off the mask because you get the vaccine. They already said that. You can't stop social distancing. We're not going to open things up. They were always telling you we get the vaccine and we can get back to normal. It's the only way to do it. Now they're already telling you, because you have such a short memory, that they're not going to be able to get back to normal even with the vaccine. And they're already telling you that it's changing so we may have to make another vaccine. Plus, these laws that are going in are going to make you take all the other vaccines and any other vaccine they come up with. And they're not even testing these vaccines. They're still experimental biological agents that they're putting into your body that will cause your cells to replicate a synthetic uh, antigen that is patented by China. They're not going to charge you, but your body's going to be manufacturing their patented antigen. Reminds me of Merchant of Venice that that, uh, they may come and want their antigen back. Their genetically modified antigen that your body is producing. They may want them all back. So they're going to have to now take out a pound of your flesh to get it all. (laughs) So... And of course, that was the whole thing is that you you might die when he comes to get his pound of flesh. So anyway, uh, it, there's bad things coming. And uh, Jeremiah 33, 6 says, Behold, I will bring it uh, health and cure, and I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And that's what Christ did. But you're not doing what Christ said, so, you know, peace and truth don't belong to you. And the health and cure will not be yours. Because you're not doing what he said. You're not living by faith, hope, and charity. Most of you are surviving by systems based on force and fear and fealty and debt. And you've become surety for debt and made your children surety for debt. Because you wouldn't sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. You would go to your rallies and get your emotional high of being with all the other guys. Thinking we're going to fix this. No, we're not. Somebody says, well, what do we do? Actually, I have several people that ask me this. They've come on to the network. And uh, some of them not on the network yet. Like I said, I've been to Bible studies. My son went to a Bible study early this morning before the sun was up. 
And the reality is that people are trying to figure out, because they, none, none of the churches are teaching them about the kingdom of God. They're, they're acting like the kingdom of God is somewhere down the road. The kingdom of God was at hand. These, the early Christians were saying, they were doing contrary to the decrees of Caesar. They weren't disobeying Caesar. They didn't have to obey Caesar in some of the things that he would require, which you can see in the apologies written by people like Justin the Martyr. They, their kingdom was not of the world of Rome. They were a separate government. Now, you know, they paid the fees that they had to pay, but they didn't have to pay into the social welfare system of Rome because Christ had arranged it that they had their own social welfare system. You still have to pay into the social welfare system of Rome, which is your social security tax, your income tax. The income tax isn't, that isn't paying for government. That's paying the interest on the debt that government has accumulated by spending money it doesn't have and making you merchandise and your children surety for that debt. That's what you've done. You've, you've gone back into the bondage of Egypt with a worse deal than Joseph made. Joseph made a pretty good deal considering the people had to go into bondage. But he had a 20% ceiling limit. Now, the, the crafts of state, they increased that burden, but it was still 20%. I could explain all that, but we'll get off the topic. We have to realize that the real destroyers of liberties of the people is he who spreads amongst them bounties, donations, and benefits. And when those benefits come to you by the expense of your neighbor, you're not loving your neighbor. And you are on the road away from the kingdom of God going to perdition and destruction. And you have to repent. Like it says in Second Chronicles 7.14 if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, people think that all I have to do is believe in the Jesus that I imagine in my head and my sins are forgiven. But Jesus says, not those who say, Lord, Lord, imagine that they're actually following Jesus, but those who doeth the will of the Father and he condemns whole groups that think that they, it says, it warns that he's going to condemn whole groups that say they are following Jesus and are not. Are you living by faith, hope, and charity? Are you do you have a daily ministration like the first century church that takes care of all the social welfare of the needy through faith, hope, and charity? No. You don't have that. Some of the Amish kind of have that. But they have, they have other stumbling blocks. You're not seeking the face of Christ. You're seeking an image of Christ created by a church that has delivered you back into the bondage of Egypt again. And made you merchandise and cursed your children. Romans 12.2 says, And be not conformed to the world, 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. And so I've just been telling you how you would think in the kingdom of God. And some of you are thinking that. I don't want the benefits of the world. Great. Do you want to become the benefactors of righteousness? That's what you need to do is become those benefactors of righteousness. Are you doing that? No, most people are not doing that. They're, they're not, and the only way you could practically do it is to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands like Christ commanded. That, that's how you do that. So he says, be not conformed to the world. And the word there is not constitutional order and system of government. The word there is age, aeon. And, you know, a thousand years ago, most of the people took care of the needy through faith, hope, and charity. Governments didn't do it. 200 years ago in America, the government didn't provide you with free education. There was free education around if you couldn't afford education. But the government didn't provide it. People did, through charity. There was free hospital care, medical care, for those who couldn't afford it. But it was provided through charity, through philanthropical organizations, philanthropic organizations, and through the church, which is supposed to be a philanthropic organization. And that's how we did it. And somebody posted this morning, you know, a George Mason uh, comment that, uh, talking about the militia. The militia is the whole of society. Well, it's actually every able-bodied man between the ages, ages of 17 and I think 45. By code, that's what it says. But the militia was building schools, hospitals, roads, with voluntary labor, not taxation, voluntary labor. You don't even have the knowledge of that anymore. How could you do that unless you were sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands? This is what you should be doing. Not demonstrating and, and uh, storming Capitol buildings and breaking windows and pulling down barricades. That's not what you should be doing now. And the Holy Spirit would help you resolve these issues if you were actually doing what Christ said. What Christ commanded, which was to organize the people in the tens, hundreds, and thousands so that they would take care of one another. So, like I said, in um, Romans 12, too, that's it. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by a renewing of the mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. But you're not conforming. You're actually, uh, you know, to Christ. You're conforming to the world. You're not doing what he said. Sitting down in those tens, hundreds, and thousands. And this is what... Several people were asking me, is they want to know, I mean, and I understand. 
They want to know what that looks like in my community, where I am right now. They're anxious. They're desirous. So the problem is, is that I cannot manifest this by a wave of a wand. And when Christ, Christ had already been ministering to people enough so that he had, you know, an audience of around 30,000 or more people. I mean, it was 5,000 men and their families. So right away we know there was at least 10,000 because that included his wife. We include his kids, which some of his kids might be 20 or 30 years old. Or 40 years old. And so, you know, and he might have 10 kids. So it could have been 50,000 people there. Or 60,000 people there. And he says, sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. There's not going to be any loaves and fishes until people are doing that. And they're, they're trying to tell us that the loaves and fishes came out of the thin air. And it's a great story. And I'm sure God could make loaves and fishes come out of the thin air. But the story is much simpler. They only needed food for the apostles who were literally in the place of the Levites. They were the new ministers of the kingdom of God. The old ministers were the Levites. And they were saying, we're short of food. And he was saying... You know, they were going to go to town and get food for them. They weren't going to go to town and get food for 50,000 people. There wasn't enough food there. These people came out there because it was a planned event. They brought food with them. But according to the law, they had to share that with the ministers. And they hadn't done that yet. But they did. We'll be right back. So, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Like I said, if you were actually doing what Christ said, you'd have the tools to thwart the present corruption that is taking a hold of the world today. Yeah, I, I have a letter here from somebody who was at the uh, at those rallies in D.C. And, and they, they said they're burned out by the rumors, uh, specific uh, perspectives, one-sided narratives. And there are many things happening in this country the, uh, that logically do not make sense to me. I felt like God put on my heart to be in D.C. And that's the thing is that I don't have any objection to people going down there and demonstrating. I'm just saying that if you went down there with the tools that Christ told us to put together as followers of Christ, you could go down there and actually make a difference. Now, they they were surprised that uh, suddenly all the phones didn't work. Now, there could be a lot of reasons for that, but it's probably planned. Somebody shut off the phones. This was a coordinated effort. They're smarter than you. If you were as smart as uh, as wise as a serpent, you would have known that something like this was liable to happen. I, I could see it coming. And you know, you can get small devices that will allow you to text on your phones, uh, even if the towers are down. You don't need the towers. You can. You, there, there's technology available for not very much money. And if you were organized in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, and say. They were estimating there was at least 300,000 people there. Say there was 100,000 Christians there, real Christians, in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. They could have all been communicating and shared everything with everybody else. If there was just 10,000 or 5,000 like there was at the loaves and fishes, 
They could have been the communication network for everybody. And you would want people making it clear that you do absolutely do not want to do anything. See, I saw them opening the doors. Cops just standing to the side and letting people walk in. That's that's on video. There were other places where people were forcing their way in, but there were other places where they were just let in. I actually saw people come out of the building and wave people, not with coats or anything, short sleeves, waving people to come forward and the barricades being moved so that people could come forward and go in. And some people, one guy even said in one of the videos that, you know, they could be locking us in here. You were being trapped into making a demonstration. Now, some of the guys got rough. Some of the guys got pushy. Some of the guys were not real Trump supporters. And some were. But you were being sucked in to create a display to destroy everything that you guys have been working for. You are running out ahead like the Jacobites, right into cannon fire. Where now the media, which is not on your side to begin with, can use the footage that they get with those few in there while 300,000 are out there still wondering why their phones don't work. Are being set up because they're going to be lumped in with the ones that ran in and Buffalo guy who has nothing to do with them. And the media is going to spin this. And you could see that that was going to happen. And they were already ready to refer to you guys as insurrectionists, sedition, and all these other things, terrorists. And they're already shutting down, uh, you know, social media for maybe millions of people. Certainly millions of people. There are millions of people who cannot get either... They can't send messages or they can't receive messages from certain people that used to be able... I mean, shutting down Trump, millions of people are not going to hear from Trump. They're not just shutting down Trump. They're shutting you down to hear what Trump has to say because it you can't have the conversation. They've already shut you down for months and months that you... You're not supposed to gather together. You can't gather together in your churches. You can't gather together in restaurants and talk about the issues. To find out information, just like my son when he was finally put into a place, mysteriously, why in the world he ever ran for office. Uh, it has to be the Holy Spirit. And there were people that were complaining, didn't want to give him that choice to do that. People in our network thought, oh, this is a traitor. He's going into the system. Maybe God was sending him in the system to do something because twice he's had to vote on forced vaccination and turn the tide of the vote. The second time was a lot easier because he's educating people. Amongst all the county commissioners, he isn't educating because those are the ones he meets with. He is educating some of the congressmen. But so many of the congressmen in Oregon have been bought and paid for. I mean, it's clear they've been bought and paid for. They don't think they have. But they're in violation of, like I said, Article 2, Section 22. They know it. They know the governor, or I shouldn't say the governor, Kate Brown is in violation. They don't do anything about it because they're in violation. It's totally corrupt. Seventy percent are holding their offices illegally in violation of the Constitution. And all they did was plan how to change that so that the people did not know what they were choosing. And the reason the people did not know what they were choosing is because they're not sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. They're electing kings. They're electing 
Cain's and Lamech's and Pharaoh's and Caesar's to solve their problems for them. They're giving the choices to men who exercise authority to decide if they're going to get free education or they, oh, you, you may get free colleges now, but you're not going to be able to have homeschool. Biden wants to get rid of charter schools. He wants to force vaccinations. He wants to force uh, face masks everywhere. He wants to get your guns away from you. And you say, oh, he's not going to get my gun away from me. Evil doesn't care whether they get your gun away from you. Evil just wants you fighting. Wants you mad. Wants you acting from emotion. Wants you acting from anger. Doesn't want you acting and listening to the Holy Spirit. If you were listening to the Holy Spirit, you'd have seen this coming. And you'd be seeing what is coming next. There is a solution. And I'm not telling you on the radio. I'm telling you the way to find the solution. The destination in seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness is the journey. That's your destination. You have to start turning around your thinking and realize that if I don't go the way of Christ, I'm going to go the way of destruction. That's where you're at. You have to turn around and think differently. Stop thinking it's okay to force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare. It's not okay. Stop thinking that you have the right to take away the right to choose of your neighbor. If he wants to run for office, he gets to run for office. If he wants to go down to Washington, D.C. and demonstrate, he gets to go down to Washington, D.C. and demonstrate. If he wants to walk into the Capitol building when the police step aside and move the barricades and they're waved in, he can do it. He's stupid to do it. Because inside are waiting cameramen to take a picture of them with Buffalo guy to say that they're a bunch of terrorists and insurrection people. They even, Schumer was even talking about invoking the 25th Amendment. It's a show. He's not going to, he can try to invoke the 25th Amendment. You need two-thirds of the House and the Senate in order to make it happen. You need two-thirds of the, I think you need half of the, of the uh, cabinet. To invoke it. It's it's meant only like, you know, when Reagan got shot. And was he going to be incapacitated if he had a stroke or something like that? It's not because he got kicked off of Twitter. <laughs> Wake up. We could tell you so much more, but I am not telling you everything on the radio. I won't even. Christ was the same. They asked him, why, why do you only talk to them in parables? I'm talking to you in a lot more than parables. You know, I use my parables of the sheep and the scattered flock. But the the reality is, I'm not going to tell you. He says it's because it's given unto you to know, but it's not given unto them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, I've hinted about it. I've written about it. But I'm not going to make it easy for the enemy. And I'm, I'm warned not to tell you everything. But if you're not doing what Christ said, you can guarantee. Because history is repeating itself. 
you're seeing the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. But you don't know what the early church was doing. And some of you are beginning to find it out. So you should join the network as long as we have it, the email network. And the only reason you're joining the email network is so that you can gather together in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, not dependent upon email. Like I said, all the ministers should have all the phone numbers of all the people and the cell phone numbers of their kids and and their next-door neighbors and everybody so they can communicate. And then you should come to the festivals and to the meetings. Sometimes you'll have to drive a long way because we're such a scattered in numbers. But there's all kinds of people in between. We're not dictating. We're not saying you can't go to your Baptist church or your Lutheran church or your Methodist church or your Catholic church. We're not. We're just those. All those churches should be teaching you to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands too, to form that network. Because what are you going to do when they're going to force your children to get a vaccine? Where are you going to take them? I'm not going to tell you what your alternatives are. Because first you have to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. That's what Christ did. He says, first they got to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. Then we'll take them to the next level. It's the same way that the French underground organized themselves after the Nazi invasion. The tens, hundreds, and thousands. That's the way they organized the French underground. It's the way the early Americans were organized during the American Revolution. Tens, hundreds, and thousands. And I have to say that it's for the peace of Christ that we do that. But Christ did tell all those men, if you don't have a sword, you better go buy one. Even if you have to sell your coat. So anyway, the uh, as soon as the phones went back in during this demonstration, the lady says she got dozens of texts, texts asking if she was safe and okay. She had no idea that people were asking uh, her these things because she, where she was, everything was calm and civil and safe. But there were a couple of Jacobites running into the state capitol. And you had no control over it, no communication, because you were ill-prepared. You were not as wise as the serpent, who was much more clever than you. But the reality is, is for the last ten years, everybody had been organizing the tens, hundreds, and thousands. You'd have been well prepared. And you would have the talent of wise men to show you what you could do and what you shouldn't do. And you probably could have stopped this. But now it's done. So what are you going to do in the future? What are you going to do next time? So somebody asked me, how does one reconcile saving uh, for their family's future and emergency funds versus charity. Times and employment are so uncertain and those of us employed have no, have to consider we may soon not be employed. Well, what was it I was reading you earlier about, uh, being living sacrifices? Not conform to the world, but be ye transformed by a renewing of your mind. See, you have to care about your neighbor as much as you care about yourself. This this is a, a critical part of seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness.
For, you know, it goes on to say, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing, According to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, or he that exhorts an exhortation. There's there's a role for all of us. But he's talking about people who have come together in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and become the entire social network and social welfare For tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of Christians reaching all over the Roman Empire and beyond. He's not talking to you guys who have been eating at the table of Caesar. Consuming things sacrificed to idols. Again, remember those idols in those those temples are all the government buildings. You're getting free education. I, I was explaining this to somebody who was fighting to open roads. That I don't really want to spend a lot of time with people that have not repented and are not seeking the kingdom of God. They're still sending their kids to public school. They've still got their parents being taken care of by Social Security. I'm not, I know you're not going to be able to go back that way. We have lots of people in the network that are even on Social Security. But they're renewing their mind. They're thinking differently. They're realizing that this is putting them into bondage and they want to go the other way. And they share a few bucks that they can afford because, I mean, sometimes they find themselves destitute almost. But what was the, the widow's might? She gave a penny. And Christ counted it as Huge blessing. Because she gave. She sacrificed for others. And there's always room for you to sacrifice for somebody. We're not saying send it to me. We're saying sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. And share just with those. And then of course your minister, since he's ministering to you to connect you to hundreds and thousands of people all over the country and all over the world. That's his job. His job is not to tell you what to think and tell you what you can say and can't say. That's You want that, go to Facebook. They will tell you what you can think and what you can say and what you can't say. But that isn't, we're not that kind of network. You get to make choices, you get to ask questions, you get to ponder things. But what you have to do is care about others as much as you care about yourself. You have to extend the right of choice to others as much as you want that right to choose for yourself. Now, of course, there are limits and lines that we draw that, no, you can't do that. I mean, it's against the Ten Commandments. 
But we know that you may have to struggle and strive. He goes on to say, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, and serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. I didn't... I saw some of the angry faces in there, and of course, I don't know whether I was looking at an Antifa disguised as a Trump guy, or a guy who's Trump, or if he was Proud Boys or what, but there were some angry faces. There was no two ways about it. These were not Christians. I mean, there might have been a few Christians, or, or wannabe Christians, in the mix, but they, they, real Christians would not be so easily fooled into playing into the hands of the media and the, the Democrats who want to bring more chaos. Remember, these those same guys were saying, you know, rioting is just an expression. Looting is just, they're just trying to feed their families. Burning down businesses is, is just, you know, an expression of their frustration. Nobody was throwing Molotov cocktails all night long at the White House like we saw at the courthouse in Portland. Nobody was out there trying to blind the officers protecting the property with uh, laser lights like they did in Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They weren't doing that. And some people say, oh, if Black Lives Matter did what they did, it would be a different story. Actually, if you had any kind of a memory at all, Black Lives Matter did do. They did storm the Capitol, and nobody shot them. As a matter of fact, they they were treated better in many ways. No, it's they're just spewing hate and resentment. We have to pray for them. But your prayers aren't going to be heard until you repent and seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. God said this. Samuel 8. You're familiar with Samuel 8, right? When people wanted to have a ruler. And this is what this whole fight is about. They didn't get the ruler they wanted. They wanted, they wanted Trump to be their king, their commander-in-chief. And Samuel 8, They wanted Saul to be their commander-in-chief. That's what they were up to. So, what did they say in Samuel 8? (laughs) Do you remember? And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Well, that was because they were Levites. And so they were judges over Israel. But they weren't judges in the sense of what they they were a part of the appeals court. And if you go read our article on on uh, cities of refuge, and you'll find out what that was all about. 
But anyway, they wanted to have this king. And Samuel told all these words of them wanting to have a king unto the Lord and prayed about it of them asking for a king. And God said, give them a king. You want to have Trump for a president? You want to have a president who can exercise authority? God will give you that. And you've got it. You just didn't get the one you wanted. And you didn't get the one you wanted because you're slothful in the ways of God. And now those who got the one they wanted, they think that, oh, he will be so good, he's going to pay for our education and all this stuff. But what actually will happen? This will be the manner of a king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself and for his chariots and to be his horsemen. And some shall run before the chariots, which means they're going to be put in harm's way. If you trip when you're running in front of a chariot, you're going to die because the chariot's going to run over you. And he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties. They're already picking his cabinet. It's crazy stuff. But of course, a lot of people won't recognize it as crazy stuff because they're farther away from the truth. Farther away from the righteousness of God. But they, they'll have their captains of thousands and the captains over fifties. But, so they'll organize the people in that same rank, but not from the bottom up, from the top down. And he will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest. They want to do away with private property. Literally, you've already done that with legal title. But they're just, what they're doing is just consummating your fornication with the governments of the world that you've been looking to to provide you with everything you wanted. He will take your daughters to be his confectionaries and to be his cooks and to be his bakers. That, that, to be, they're not going to belong to the family anymore. They're going to belong to the government. He will take your fields, he will take your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed of the vineyards, and he will take and take and take and take, and when you cry out, he will not hear you. If you repent, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God might start hearing you again. Until then, all I'm going to tell you is peace on your house. And may God be with you. Join the network. Uh, see you there. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.